0: Good evening, my friends. My name is Adam, and I will be your host on A Haunted History, the podcast that will lead you on a spine-tingling journey through the shadowy corridors of the past, from the eerie echoes of ancient castles to the whispered secrets of forgotten battlefields. Each episode will transport you to a different era, where history and the supernatural collide. So dim the lights, my friends, and gather round, as we prepare to embark on a historical adventure beyond the veil. Welcome once again to A Haunted History. Hi, everybody. This is Adam with The Haunted History. I'm sitting here with Cindy, and she's going to uh, share a little bit of her personal experiences with me. And, uh, Cindy, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: I am Cindy. i me. working at the Old Rock House for about 10 years as a bartender. Can you Can you tell us a little bit about the history of the Old Rock House? Sure. Um, it is at 1200 South 7th Street, and it was an old tavern, and uh, like a speakeasy and a brothel. And, um, excuse me, the uh, it was added on to in the early 2000s. They turned it into a concert venue, uh, 600 or so people capacity. And... Uh, It's it's been a concert venue since the early 2000s. uh, Yeah, it's a great, great old building. Lots of history. It's like near downtown St. Louis, in between the historic uh, Sioux Art neighborhood and downtown. So lots of history, lots of old brick buildings, uh, which the old rock house is uh, mostly brick. And um, yeah, just a a lot of great neat old buildings in the historic area.
0: Right. So you said that you've had some personal experiences there.
1: I have. Um, so so have a lot of my coworkers. So like I said, I've been there like about 10 years. So I've been pretty comfortable in the building. Um, but in the basement, there is what um, used to be a cigar lounge and a bar. And then our kitchen is down there, too. And so one evening, um, pretty late, I was cleaning up the bar area in the basement. And uh, one of my coworkers was sitting at the bar. And so I had uh, been speaking with them. And I, as we were talking, I was walking down the length of the bar area and the kitchen um, entrances uh, directly behind the bar. And so I was walking along and turning my head and speaking to the coworker that was at the bar. And uh, out of the corner of my eye, I saw a gentleman out in the kitchen. And we had, you know, a lot of people working that night, people in and out of the kitchen and whatnot. So I just thought it was somebody, My co-workers. So I stopped short because I didn't want to run into them. And uh, when I turned fully to see who it was, there was nobody there. But I had absolutely seen a man, six foot, six feet tall. And then another time, uh, same area in the basement. We have some club chairs down there. And there's one corner of the basement that's always dark. It just, is always dark and has a, a, just a different feel to it and again i was coming out of the kitchen area and um, looked over and saw a dark figure sitting in the chair and then as i got closer they were just not there anymore it was it was just kind of like a fadeaway kind of situation so that my experiences oh and then also on the second floor uh, the men's bathroom door is just constantly popping open and uh, there is a light right outside the window that flickers constantly, especially when you talk about it.
0: <laughs> okay. And you said that you, you had uh, other people that had experiences
1: in yeah. channels? So our kitchen manager, uh, she came in during the day one time, which is crazy that this was a daytime event. Uh, so she came in during the day, and on our main floor is where our stage is, and um, our office is down in the basement. So she came in on the main floor, saw somebody walk across the stage, didn't think anything of it. A lot of times our sound engineer will be in there working on things, like the monitors and such. So she didn't think anything of it, went down into the basement and asked who was upstairs, and they said nobody was up there. There was no one there. So uh, she saw something walk across the stage. Uh, and then our head of security had been in the on the second floor, which we call the VIP area. He was up there and uh, saw a chair move across the floor. Nobody was anywhere near it. It moved several feet. Our sound engineer had been in the bathroom on the second floor. There was a lot of activity in this back corner. Um, and so the setup is there's the men's bathroom door and it's got a frosted window. And um, there's a storage closet right next to it. So our sound engineer saw someone walk past this, the frosted window and into the storage closet area. There's nowhere to go. So this person mm-hmm. was walking with purpose past the window and, and just nothing. Nobody
0: nobody was there when he checked. That would probably be enough to drive me out of the building, honestly. Yeah. And, he, and he stuck around eating the lady? fine, yeah. Exactly. yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we had a lot of activity, but like I said, it was an old speakeasy and a brothel. Um, so there's got to be some kind of uh, ghost. but they're they really ghosts. So you know,
0: <laughs> they don't seem to be causing any trouble or anything like no,
1: that. No, they don't seem to be mischievous. Um, our old catering manager, when he would come in every day, um, he would walk up the steps to the second floor, and the, um, the bathroom door would open and close as a degree. And it wasn't any sort of airflow issue because it's such a big building that it took it took him quite a while to get a door, mm. you know, to the upstairs area. So it wasn't, you know, pressure from opening the door or anything like that. It was just right on cue every day when he got to the top of the steps. The door would open and close to the
0: <laughs> That's kind of funny, actually. Yeah, <laughs> they liked it. Oh, and, and just for our listeners, just to make sure you know, there's a little bit of background noise here. Um, we had trouble finding a place that was quiet to record, so we are actually in the hallway at the St. Louis uh, Forest Park Community College, so if you hear any background noises or voices, that's that's what you're hearing, so I, t- I apologize for that, but sometimes it's hard to find a quiet space. Now. Do you have any experiences outside of the old rock house?
1: I do. Um, I used to work at this great old Cajun restaurant that was down on Broadway, uh, South Broadway here in St. Louis, kind of not too far away from uh, the old rock house. And uh, it's still, the building is still standing. It's been vacant since the 90s, since the restaurant closed. But back in the 90s, when I was working at Broussard's Cajun restaurant, um, there were rumors about the building. Being haunted and having some activity, so uh, we had heard uh, various things go on there. Like, for example, we did hear sounded like a little music class um, in the basement, um, just just kind of randomly way off in this big, cavernous, scary, dark basement. We could never figure out exactly where the noise was coming. Also, another time, we were all, so it was a really, really busy Cajun restaurant right near Soulard, which is kind of like where they have the second Mardi Gras, the largest Mardi Gras celebration in the country.
0: It's a fun time.
1: It's so fun. So I think it was around that season, so we had a really, really busy night, and uh, we were all in the bar area, all the employees, all maybe about 25, 30 of us, um, and there was a banquet room that we had upstairs that was directly over the bar sudden we just heard all of these footsteps it sounded like at least 50 60 people just running upstairs above our heads all the guys jumped up went to the upstairs door went ran up there and there was not one single person up there um but the history of the building is interesting it's old joe tangaro's place um and it was supposedly a mob hanging out and supposedly all one of the owners was shot and killed in one of the doorways where people would see an apparition. So that is a building that's steeped
0: in history. I would say so. I mean, especially anything that involves a mob pit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: they can't be too happy. So,
0: uh, no. so
1: that, yeah, but the old Broussard's, uh, it's at 55 and Broadway. Beautiful old building. Just so gorgeous. I wish someone would reopen it as a restaurant. But uh, yeah, very, very haunted. Lots of activity.
0: Now, you mentioned the city museum as well.
1: I did work there. Um, I worked there beginning of COVID, and um, I did not personally have any experiences other than uh, just kind of felt weird in the back areas sometimes. But I heard so many stories from the employees over and over again, uh, people talking about, for example, there was an engineer there one night. And uh, the steps that are in the lobby, the old steps from the city hospital during the time of Colorado. And so he, he, this man was in the lobby area. It was at night, nobody else was around. And he turned and saw um, a woman sort of floating down the steps in a long white garment. I know it sounds really cliche, but that's, that's what he saw. And he he quit on the spot. He left. Mm-hmm. He never came. Um, and then um, they, they used to have a, a train there. I think it's still um, a small train up in the Beatnik Bob area maybe on the second floor, and uh, the kids used to be monster Yeah, it was a really cool little train. Kids would ride on it. They had a conductor, um, went around back behind all of the, the uh, attractions and came back out, and supposedly uh, the kids would scream sometimes when they were riding this train because they would see a little girl standing on the tracks, and uh, she was just in an old-timey kind of outfit with a big bow on her head and a floor dress um, and the train would go right through. She was an apparition. Uh, but that was an old shoe factory. It's still old brown shoe factory, and they did employ women and children back in the day. Um, St. Louis is one of the biggest um, garment districts at one time yeah. in the world. So, um, a lot of activity down there. I'm sure there were a lot of accidents and mishaps. Yeah, there's some. There's a few other stories floating around at the city museum. I can't think of them off the top of my head right now. Those are the two that are most memorable. But, uh, yeah, I a lot of us in the city
0: museum as well. Now, can you give a lot of the listeners that might not be from St. Louis? Can you give them like a frame of reference of what the city museum is? Because I mean, I know what it is, but yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's one of the greatest places I've ever been to in my life. It is uh, ten stories, and um, it has a ten-story slide. So uh, let me check the owner. Um, who has since passed away, Bob Castley, he just used to be this renegade that would go around to different um, sites where they were tearing down buildings and save old historic pieces and um, just had this big conglomeration of stuff that he wanted to make things with. He was an artist and a visionary sculptor. So he bought this old building downtown that was just a defunct uh, shoe factory and turned it into sort of a playground for himself and his uh, artist friends. And they just started building these, these giant, just welded, glorious sculptures, structures, and started filling up this building, and then work got out, and we opened up to the public. I think originally it was an adult playground. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was. Place.
0: I think it was, too. Yeah,
1: like play at your own risk. Exactly. Yeah, here's your moment. Uh, so then it evolved into uh, what it is now as a city museum. It's just several floors. Um, just lots of art um, that's created from different scraps um, that were rescued um, lovingly from all kinds of different uh, places all around St. Louis. And there's welders that work there full time um, that are, are just constantly recreating new things like um, just Christmas displays, you know, mm-hmm. giant metal spiders, just anything you can think of. Uh, lots of places to climb around. It's one of the museum is kind of a misleading word. Um, there's several bars in it. Um, there is an <laughs> yes, open rock. rooftop.
0: Yeah, there I mean,
1: is. Ferris wheel that's terrifying,
0: but that is that is. I I've been on it. That is scary as hell.
1: I mean, you feel like legit, you're gonna roll right off the roof. Um, so, but you don't. Know, it's it's a safe safe place. Yeah. You just gotta you know use your common sense. You know, don't bang your head on anything. You know, watch where you're going uh but yeah it's a really neat place highly recommend it to anybody visiting st louis that's the number one place i would say you should go.
0: now they do have an aircraft that is uh several several stories up and it's it's got this weird rebar bridge and this is my own personal experience i got stuck in that thing hanging upside down because my heel my boot got stuck there and a bunch of little kids had to come out and they're like we're gonna help you mister and had to come save me so yeah that actually happened and uh I, I also worked, um, not exactly for the City Museum, but I, I worked for uh, um, Windows on Washington, which is a, uh, it's a wedding venue. And they've got windows on, and then, and then the spot at the City Museum is considered windows off. And I never experienced anything there, but my offices and the two ballrooms that we managed at the time were on the top floor of the City Museum with a little terrace on the outside. And I will tell you, when I had to close down at night after a late showing, it was it was creepy. I mean it just it's it sends it chills down you especially when you think of all the negative energy that, that, that surrounds the textile industry. I mean, because that was that was textile row down there and if you think of all the child and labor laws that were violated for like a hundred years before they were I mean oh, absolutely. that's I absolutely mean, I mean, and that, that all went away with the the, the, the shirt factory in, in New York, the Triangle Shirt Factory, um, when it burned down. and They started cracking down on a lot of things, but I can't even think of the working conditions oh my that these shoe factories right. would have yes. had when they were in operation. Sure. that would
1: be absolutely terrible for those people. can't imagine. So, yeah, there's got to be some angsty spirits out there.
0: I would definitely say so. Have you had any experiences outside of places that you've worked?
1: Hmm. I have not. Uh, my my daughter has. I just. I think as a kind of a rule of thumb, it seems like younger people are more open to susceptible to it. Yeah, yeah those sort of experiences. But I, I haven't. I I don't. I wouldn't mind, but yeah, um, <laughs> uh, I I uh, I haven't. I used to work at a new age bookstore in Florida in the nineties, and we had psychics there, so. You know, I would have psychics tell me different things like this or that person is with you, but I didn't. I never did. Um, unfortunately, yeah, knock on wood, not yet.
0: No, I will tell you the the, the city hospital that's down um, here in St. Louis off uh, 14th and uh, Lafayette. You know, that that building, uh, my grandmother actually died in that building. My my well, sorry, my my great grandmother died in that building. When they converted that to lofts, I was just like, why would anybody want to live in that building? Nope. So, I mean, and St. Louis has got a lot of um, amazing supernatural history from the Alexian Brothers Hospital that the Exorcist um, took place, which um, a lot of our listeners are going to know about the Exorcist. The you yeah, the, mentioned that. Huh? Yeah. And it's it's no longer there.
1: No, it's not. But coincidentally, it's not far from where the old Broussard's Cajun Restaurant is. It' just few, maybe half a mile away.
0: Yeah, and I and I heard that uh, the floor that that the, the, the um, actual exorcism took place on, where the 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 child was house at the time, uh, they closed it down because the carts would move on their own, the walls would bleed. It was there was a negative energy up there after that the point where they actually had to close the entire floor and make it so you couldn't actually access it, even from the elevator.
1: I, I do remember, so my grandma was in that hospital um, towards the end of her life in the 90s, and they went to visit her, and it was you know, the most uh, just disheartening experience. Like, the whole place was just very dingy and dark, right. and the energy was very low and heavy and oppressive.
0: Felt free to run down. Yeah, and there was one floor
1: the elevator would not stop on, and I'm guessing that's the
0: floor. That's the floor. Yeah, that's the floor. I think they actually set it up so it wouldn't stop there. I don't know how they would do that, mm-hmm. but um, that was definitely something that they uh, they did. And I think they uh, they renumbered the floors just to accommodate that one as well. Um, of course, I, I'm going to do more of an episode on The Exorcist, but I just wanted to kind of gloss over that. You can be mm-hmm. at Lexington Hospital.
1: It has a um, sleep tie
0: too, doesn't it, St. Louis yeah. University? Yes, it does. Exorcism. Yes, it does. Um, I think my father, or it was my grandfather, my grandfather, I think he might have known the priest involved. Uh, unfortunately, he's no longer with us, but it's something I'm definitely going to ask my father about. For sure. Um, but yeah. So um, is there anything else you want to share? No, just let just us
1: enjoy our. There are ghosts
0: spirit of st louis right <laughs> seriously there there are a lot of spirits here there are a lot of um, great ghost tours available and a lot of haunted places i will be doing a uh, episode on the mansion which was times magazine's most haunted place um, in america that was in the 80s of course but it is now a functioning bed and breakfast and a a very good restaurant so uh, I'm friends with the owners, and I've been family friends with them for years. So I, I'm going to do a follow up uh, on them as well as well as other haunted places in uh, in St. Louis. And did you know that uh, that St. Louis was off Cherokee Park, where like the like the baseball fields are? You know what to, you know what I'm talking about? Okay. That was the site of one of the uh, it was the Battle of I think it's called the battle of condolet i'm gonna to have to look that up exactly but um it was the furthest west of all the battles of the revolutionary war really? that took place interesting. where the british were repelled so
1: okay that that's very interesting you yeah, know there's a lot of Historic places like the Trail of Tears, two passage chart. When I worked at that New Age bookstore in Flores, that's right by the park, and people lived in neighborhoods around that area would tell me tons of stories of seeing Native Americans walk through their house, through their yard, just apparitions all over the
0: place. That's that's wild. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. That's really wild. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it does kind of make the hair on the back of your, your neck kind of rise a little bit, but I think that's why we do this. Well, Cindy, I I appreciate you being on the show, and I, I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. Thank you once again for listening to our show. As always, your feedback is very important to us. So if you'd like to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and comment on there if you have any questions, it just makes our show better. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us personally with a comment or question, or maybe a supernatural story which you would like featured on the show, you can do so at contact at a haunted history.com. Thank you once again and have a good evening.